What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing you incredible guests. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is the CEO and co-founder of Growth Acceleration Partners. She is also very active with the Women's President's Organization, High Power, and Springboard Enterprises. She's received several prestigious industry awards, including the Executive Leadership Award and A-List Award from the Austin Chamber of Commerce. Please welcome Joyce Durst. Joyce, that's quite the laundry list of uh, of accomplishments. Uh, Deanna, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thank you for the introduction. And I credit a lot of that success uh, to have an amazing team of people that I'm you know, fortunate to work with every day. So it's great to be in technology. I love it. And let's, you know, let's see what we talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, in your bio, you, you, you start off with uh, you refuse to accept that girls don't do math. And I, I like that. I'm very I'm very good in math. I was always in accelerated math. And so where you came from, that was not really acceptable. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, sure. Yeah, I grew up in small town, Texas um, and in a, you know, very, very blue collar kind of area where uh, it's your your family's much more likely to have divorce, to have alcoholism, to have, you know, people on welfare than it is to ever even consider having someone go to college. Yeah. Or I remember when I told my mom, uh, you know, I also, you know, my mom divorced at a, you know, had me at a very early age and divorced at a very early age. And I told her as I was in, in school, hey, I'm going to go to college. And you could just see like, that wasn't even a thought like, wow, that my mom's like, that is great. And my mom was a huge supporter of mine, but her next question was, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to figure that out. Don't worry. But yeah, but yeah, I'm just, you know, and the math is hilarious. I am always been really good at math and I love science and I just love the intriguing nature of there are problems out there in the world to be solved and there's got to be a way to go solve them. So I just like, you know, using those kind of analytical skills to see how we can improve the world around us. Yeah. And so you actually uh, gained experience from a company that you are CEO. It's venture-based startup, Pinion Software. And you successfully navigated the company through turbulence of the 2001 tech burst. Yeah. So um, how is it as, so I was a little bit in the tech space. I was uh, in sales. I did not feel very welcomed as a female. And so is very male dominated. So how did you navigate that space being a woman? Well, and, you know, you're right. And sadly, that has not changed much over my career. I've been in tech for 37 years now. I've been a CEO for 21 years. And the numbers of women in CEO positions in tech company, companies has not really changed dramatically in that time. That makes me very, that makes me sad. The other thing which you pointed out, my first CEO gig was running a venture-backed security software company, and I raised $21 million. Um, and in all honesty, is my first, because I was in a big company, a senior executive at a big company, and then came to be CEO of a startup, I made every possible mistake that a human being could make as a new CEO, uh, just everyone, failed right, left, and center, um, and we ended up fortunately selling that company about six years later. And then I founded this one. Um, and in that time, you know, being a woman in almost every meeting I was in, I was the only female at the table. 
And I decided to try to get my mind around how do I use that as a strength and an advantage rather than let it intimidate me or defeat me in any way because that wasn't going to happen. And what I decided when I was out there raising money, which is a really painful process for any entrepreneur that's out there raising money, I'm sorry, it's a hard thing, keep doing it, expect a lot of no's, be brave. But I found, you know, if I was out on the stage pitching at some, you know, funding forum and there's 20 people presenting, I was the only woman. The good news about that is I promise you they would remember me. Yeah. Women still get two to four percent of all the venture funding out there. So we have a really, really long way to go. But I took to use it as every follow up meeting I got. It, you could tell, and sometimes they said, oh, I remember you. You were the woman on stage. <laughs> oh, I remember you. You know, you were the woman and you had a good presentation. And so I think you just have to use our strengths, whatever strengths you bring to the table. Um, for me, you know, I'm authentic and I'm, you know, uh, I'm knowledgeable and people trust me. And so, you know, it's easy for me to kind of build relationships pretty quickly. And I use that to say, I'm going to really strengthen my network to get the company funded, to get new customers, to get business partners, whatever we need. So I I never saw being one as a liability. I saw it as an advantage. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was very, I, as much as as hard as I pushed and tried to be in that space, it was very difficult to really get any success. So congratulations to you and, and all that you've done in that space. And I think that's amazing. So you are the co-founder and CEO of the Growth Acceleration Partners. Talk to us about what that is and what you guys do. Well, first, I'm going to share one more uh, tip for entrepreneurs who are out there starting companies. People always ask me this many years into it, we're celebrating our 15th anniversary. Hey, do you have any regrets? Uh, I have one regret. Do not name a company a name as long as Growth Acceleration Partners. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Imagine how many times over 15 years I have had to type out my email address at growthaccelerationpartners.com. Wow, that's a lot of typing. What we do, um, the name is really pretty, once you know, is explanatory what we do. Our job is to accelerate growth. And that is to accelerate growth by using technology in the companies that we work with and in, in our employees' lives. Uh, that's what we want to do. We want to accelerate growth in people and companies. So we are a company that focuses on helping companies with digital transformation. So we do technology consulting, and we build enterprise software and data analytics platforms. So we're out there working with our clients to say, how can we help you use technology for good and leverage technology to better connect to your clients engage with your clients, gain insights, and to better engage with your employees. And so that's that's been our focus for 15 years. And uh, we're about growing at about 40% a year. We've got about wow. 600 people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's so incredible how quickly the tech space changes and evolves. And for large, com- small, medium, large companies, for them to stay relevant and to kind of keep up with the trends, it's almost necessary for them to consult with a company like yours to continue to grow and stay in the know so that they're they're successful. Absolutely. Well, and it can help small and medium-sized companies 
really compete and stand toe-to-toe with their really much larger competitors, if they know how to use technology to their advantage, they can see much bigger than they are and move faster than some of the really the largest players in the space. And that's what we want to help companies do. Yeah. So when I was in that role, I learned so much about where tech, like just just a lot. I mean, I and I didn't go to school for it. So I just learned, you know, when I through my training and just doing research when I was in that role. And it is very, it's fascinating the things that a company can do with their technology and, you know, and to, uh, putting artificial intelligence in place in certain areas so they don't have to have their employees do all that, that tedious work. So it's just, it's amazing. So I, I really enjoyed learning a, lo- a lot about that. But um, so, yeah. So what's next for you? You know, um, so one of the things we really focus on, and so that we don't have to say growth acceleration partners, we just call it GAP. So feel free to just call us GAP. And everyone that works here is a GAPster. Okay. So, you know, the thing about GAP is we're a values-led company. And our values are much more important to us. Our people are more important than profits. And just how we interact with each other, that's kind of what drives us. So our, you know, what drives me, and I'm excited every single day to come to work is because you know, while we're continuing to reach for our purpose, it's not yet fulfilled. And so our purpose is to improve the lives of the people that we touch. And that's it. People in our communities lift up our communities, our employees and our customers. And so what's next is, you know, I'd like to see if we can't double the size of the company, you know, in the next three or four years. Um, and by doing so, really greatly expand the amount of giving that we do in countries across North and Central and South America. We're spread out in 17 countries now. Um, and just really help, you know, everyone figure out, because, you know, Deanna, over the past few years, technology has gotten a pretty bad rap sometimes in the me- media, and sometimes it really deserves a bad rap. But to, technology to me are like uh, superheroes. There are good superheroes and there are bad superheroes. And so we want to be out there saying, hey, here's how you help technology be used in a way that, you know, produces more crops. Here's how you use technology that be used in a way that helps firefighters find homes faster. Here's how you use technology to have uh, healthcare be accessible in rural areas at a lower cost so that, you know, people can live longer. And those are all solutions that we've been able to be involved in building. So over the next four years, we want to do a lot more of that. That's amazing. Can you give us an example of what bad technology is? Well, uh, you know, again, I have my own personal soapbox. Um, uh, but, you know, I think the way that we ha- allow children uh, to interact with social media at an early age can be very dangerous. Yeah. And the way that we allow technology and, you know, people of all ages to replace real personal relationship building or real social bonding and interactions can be very, very dangerous. So again, I think there's a ton of ways that technology can be used to educate and, you know, provide great solutions for humankind. But, you know, the screen is not a replacement for, you know, you and I actually talking to each other. Yeah. And and that's where I think uh, is one area. I think the second area is we as people should never uh, give up 
the value of privacy. We should never just allow data about our own personal, you know, beings, where we shop, where we eat, where we live, who we see, how we spend money. Like that should not just be freely in the world for everyone else to consume and then, you know, use that in an inappropriate way. So I think, you know, there's just, there's some guardrails we need to put on. There are bad actors out there trying to capitalize, but there's enough of us good guys out there that I think we can, um, we can figure out how to thwart some of those things and, and use it like what it's supposed to be used for. And it's just like, you know, medicine. There are really, you know, medicines that people have used in a really bad way and caused an opioid addiction in the United States. Yeah. That is awful. And we got to stop that. You know, at the same time, there are new drugs being created every day that can have people live, you know, overcome serious disease and live decades longer. Yeah. So, you know, we got to, you know, we got to be good guys. Yeah. Um, so I've actually had several tech people on the show. Um, they all, I love how you kind of, people I've talked to have a very similar theme in regards to, it's still important to have that human connection. And even though they're big wigs, I, I, one gentleman I had on my show, he's out of Australia and he was, he was very passionate about, you know, making sure that you, you step away from your technology, you know, on the weekend, he doesn't really do anything with tech or is on his phone. And he's he's very adamant that it's very important that we keep in con- like connect with each other. And his message, I, it's been a while since I recorded with him, so I don't remember exactly. But it and I, I he talks about a lot on LinkedIn. He always he does he goes live, and um, I think that's very interesting for people that are so heavily involved in the tech space that they see how important it is to still connect with with each other, you know, on a human level. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and all of us, I you know, need to become just a little smarter about the neuroscience, the brain research that's been done about addiction, yeah. and and how early addiction can start, you know, with kids and and young boys especially, to say, hey, let's let's make sure we're we're not feeding them things that would lead them to want to, you know, be more addicted to the screen that they're looking at than interact with their friends out, you know, playing a sport or, you know, going to play hockey or whatever they're going to do. It's like, okay, yeah, we got to find, you got to find the balance. Yeah. I mean, I know for me personally, and I've said this before uh, in a previous episode where like, if I'm getting action on my phone all day long, you know, I'm like on it and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's just like it had been an exciting day. Like great things are happening mm-hmm. that towards the end of the day when things are slowing down, I'm still like, I'm still like caught up in that. Like, oh my gosh, is there going to be another email coming? You know, like I'm feeling, I feel a little bit like that. Then I'm, I realize, okay, I got to put my phone down. I got to leave it alone because I'm getting like sucked into that, like that addiction mode of just being on the phone and just being like so into it. Right. And, because it could be Facebook, it could be Instagram, because I am media. I'm in right, exactly. Facebook, Instagram, like, so I'm like, I use that for the podcast. And so when I got a real heavy day, it's just like, woo, you know, <laughs> yeah, you do get addicted to, I don't even like, I don't know what the word is. Maybe you have a word for it, but just that constant, like that constant um, immediate gratification, I guess, would you call yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a hit. And that's the way the brain works, right? It's just like when you're playing a video game and you get, you know, a little reward, you find a little treasure, you're like, oh, it's a little dopamine hit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I got to go look for another one. And it's like, oh, they programmed the game to do that. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Well, I, you mentioned privacy. And so yeah. 
I, I you know, I, I like this. I want what could the layman person that's out there in, you know, that's listening right now, what are some key measures they could take to protect their privacy in regards to shopping where they live? Those different things that you mentioned when it comes to technology within yeah. oh, maybe, maybe something that's a little bit more, you know, you yeah, there's, there's, there's some simple things. Um, and hopefully, you know, governments around the world are getting smarter about this and they'll help, you know, in the next few years, but simple things. And it's funny in my book club, I'm the most technical one in the book club, which is not saying a lot, but, um, you know, we always like about once a year, we're like, everybody open up your phones. Okay. Let's all go to settings. I'm going to help you turn all these things off. And so, you know, it's like, there's a lot of things, you know, I, and I'm older than, you know, a lot of the, you know, people that work in the company, uh, I turn location settings off for almost everything. Unless I need the map thing to say, okay, obviously I need a map to drive wherever, but everything else, I'm like, you know, I don't really feel like people need to know where I am. Sure. Or seven, right? So I turn it off. And I and I go look for all of the apps that are tracking me and I try to turn I just turn them off. And I say advertisers won't love this. I say no to cookies in and it's a pain because they, you know, they're always showing you that screen on, hey, yeah. accept all these cookies. I take the time to go into that one and say, no, only the functional cookies they have to have to make the app work, everything else off. Yeah. And because those, and you know this, right? You know this because you see this. And when it happens, you go, well, that kind of freaks me out. Like you are, um, you've done a search on your computer or maybe you even were just talking yes. on your phone. And then all of a sudden you get the ad for, oh, I was just talking about some new boots I wanted. Look how it just served that up to me. As soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, I left some other things on. So, yeah. you know, again, I would just be conscious and maybe there's some of those you wanted to have, you know, tracking. Sure. But at least make it a conscious decision to turn cookies off, to turn location settings off, to turn the things off that you know are you where you're providing personal data really without your real consent to other things. Because as soon as you say consent, one time they are selling that to 50 right. or 100 other companies. So it's it's everywhere. Yeah, I was just going to ask what what is the why is it important to protect your information? But you just answered it. Who would be an ideal customer or someone you would work with for with Gap? Oh, thanks. So the majority of our clients, great question. The majority of our clients are um, in, I would say, fintech, financial services, uh, health tech, health related, health technology kinds of things, or they're just companies that have some. SaaS application that they use to provide services to their clients. And so for me, it's less about what size they are. Well, first of all, I love women-led companies. So I'm always excited about working with those. There's not there's not as many as I would like. So yeah. maybe there'll be more someday. Uh, but any companies really that are using technology to reach their customers, and we get really passionate about it. If, if there's some purpose or cause kind of behind it, you know, again, that's why we've been excited about healthcare. Um, you know, we're there to help them really find a way to grow their business a lot faster using technology. That's amazing. Where can people find you, connect with you, or learn more about Gap? 
I think the two easiest ways we are on all the all the platforms, but the two easiest way is you can find me on LinkedIn. I've been there for a thousand years. Um, you know, my name's Joyce Durst, uh, the company's Growth Acceleration Partners. You can message me on LinkedIn. Uh, I will do my very best to respond pretty quickly. Um, and also our website, which is growthaccelerationpartners.com. Um, please, please come learn more about us. And I'd love to engage you in a conversation. Excellent. And um, what was I gonna, just going to say? Well, you guys, I think I'm going to, well, not think, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to click on them. Go check Joyce out on LinkedIn. Go check out their her website. If you or someone you know is interested in learning a little bit more about how you can improve your technology within your organization, don't hesitate to, to reach out to Joyce. I'm sure she'd be happy to help you answer any questions and perhaps work with you from there. Um, Joyce, this has been a great conversation. I could actually, I have a million questions. So we might have to have a part two and and just bring a little bit more knowledge and educate to the audience even further. But uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being an incredible woman in this space and being a great example, because I know it probably has not been an easy journey for you. So congratulations on all that. Deanna, thank you. And just one more quick thing I want to yeah. add for all of you out there. Deanna and I were having a conversation before this uh, call about uh, just the importance of rescuing dogs out there in the world. Oh, yes. One of our favorite uh, charities here at Gap as well. So if you haven't considered going to visit a, a animal shelter and seeing how you might help uh, a dog or a cat, please do so. There's a lot out there as winter approaches that could use a home. Oh, yes. That beautiful. Thanks for saying that. Um, but you, you're not going to escape last words of wisdom or advice. So this is okay. wrap things up and say goodbye. What are some last words of wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience? Um, I'm going to here was a piece of advice that was given to me um, uh, uh, probably uh, almost 10 years ago now and really was the pivotal point in changing the way that I viewed uh, my company and business and and as a woman, I think was really helpful to me. And it was given to me by a group of women CEOs uh, from this organization I'm in, Women's President Organization. And they told me, you just need to think bigger. Um, and I was the one, I think, my company was growing and it was profitable, but it was growing, you know, maybe 10 or 20%. Um, and they're like, you are just not thinking big enough. So start thinking of your future, not what you're going to be next year, but what are you going to be five years and whatever you think that's going to be a 10 X that make that 10 times bigger and start thinking, how might that be possible? And as soon as I did that, um, the company really started to take off. So I encourage everybody out there just in your life uh, and in your work, of course, to just, you know, think bigger. I love that. Yes. Think bigger. You guys, the world is your oyster. Sky's the limit. Joyce, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for being a dynamic guest today. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Deanna. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Ronalescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.